All right. What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cup Cougar Supernatural podcast. Tonight, we're going to get into aliens in the Bible. Uh, what does that mean? Guys, they are all over the Bible, okay? Um, I'm looking forward to getting into this tonight. Um, I wanted to try to do a little bit later live stream at 7 p.m. here, Central Standard Time. See if we can get some new people on here as we continue to grow the community. I'm very thankful for everyone who's already a part of the community. Thank you guys for all the gifts, all the support. Thank you to our Mythos community. If you're not a part of that and you love what I'm doing, it's a great way to support what we're doing here. It's over on my website, www.cubcooker.com. And that helps us do what we are doing every day here. What is up, Temple? How are you? Lauren, thanks for being here. Uh, Perseus, how are you, my friend? Uh, then we've got Jay Bauer, Nolan over here on TikTok. Robert uh, Gingram, thanks for joining. User51, thanks for being here. Island Girl 68 Neba05, Jason Manning, uh, Galen, uh, Gail Lynn, excuse me. Uh, Ella Star, and then The Truth, and then Glitch. Got a lot of people joining tonight, so thank you guys for everyone that's joining. Uh, we're going to continue in the Book of Enoch tonight as well um, with our reading. Um, we're in Book 2, Book of the Parables, Chapter 3, uh, the third parable in Enoch. Um, so where we're at right now is we've already heard about the Watchers, and if you don't know who the Watchers are, that's a big part of what I'm talking about with the whole aliens in the Bible thing. Um, because they are called angels, fallen angels, sons of God, or the gods, depending on which mythology you look at. Now, I approach biblical literature as mythological literature. Not that I don't think it happened. It, you know, literally happened, great, that's fine. But I look at it as writings of an understanding of stories that were told, which is what it is, to try and understand the past so that we can live in the present and prepare for our future. So that's how I approach the biblical narrative, um, not with a literal word of God approach, as some people do. If that's how you approach it, that's fine. But the way I approach it is that um, we have documents that are thousands of years old, um, we don't understand the mythology that they understood back then. We don't even understand what the the representation of Christ is and what they were looking for and who he actually said he was. We've turned all of this into kind of our own version of things. So, uh, Which is what I'm going to do tonight. This is my own version as well. You may agree with me. You may be challenged by it. You may be uh, repulsed by what I say tonight. And that's okay because I'm not... I'm not here to tickle anyone's ears, uh, but with that said, I'm here in love and light and unity for all. Um, if you look at my bio, I have um, the rainbow flag on there. I mean that. I love you guys. Everyone is welcome in this community, uh, no matter what walk of faith, what walk of life uh, or orientation you are. You are welcomed and you are loved here and you have a home here. So. Uh, John Washington, welcome. Jesse Comparo, thank you for being here. Uh, Clark Brady, how are you doing? Uh, Space Time Crystal, thank you very much. Kicking Saturday Join, thank you very much. Uh, either way, you make me think, and I am grateful. Temple says, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, and I've got two microphones hooked up. So I've got uh, Facebook over here on the earbuds, and then 
We're on TikTok, which will be on YouTube and the podcast later on uh, with the pro microphone here. So we're going to jump into Enoch here. Um, we're going to jump into verse 50. Uh, and they were wise in utterance and in the spirit of life. Uh, so to back up a little bit, um, Enoch has been taken on this trip. Uh, you could call it a trip. You could call it um, an extraterrestrial uh, abduction. You could call it a trance. You could call it a vision. You could call it uh, an angel took him, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we don't know what it was. He talks about being there in the spirit. He also talks about physically being there. So uh, Enoch is a collection of different mythologies. Um, not necessarily written by one person, uh, very similar to how the Bible is like even within certain books of the Bible, they're written by different people, uh, even within one book. So with that said, uh, it's kind of, uh, disassociated in a few places and that's okay. Um, let me turn my notifications off here. There we go. Okay. We're back. Uh, thank you for the stars, by the way, you guys send me stars on Facebook. That's a huge, huge help. That definitely helps me do this full time. Thank you guys. God bless you. Um, so we're going to back up here. Um, he's basically meeting, um, with these angelic entities. He's, he's gone and he's seen the pillars of the earth and creation. We haven't, uh, done Enoch for a while, so I'm going to back up just a hair here. Um, he's gone through the garden of righteousness. He's seen the two monsters. Okay. The two monsters being the Leviathan and the behemoth, one of land, one of water. There's a lot of elemental stuff in here as well. Um, we have heard how they rule the water and then they rule the land. Um, we talked about the elemental spirit of the hoarfrost here. Literally, the book of Enoch is saying that there is a spiritual being attached to every pattern of weather. Um, I'm not saying there's not, by the way. Totally possible. Totally possible. Um, it is a very, very highly mystical book. And it's one of the catalysts. The reason I wanted to go back to it tonight. Uh, Jane, thanks for joining. Lizbeth, thank you for joining. Uh, Helen, thank you for being here. Reaper Drone, thanks for joining. Uh, Caitlin, big hug from Romania. Thank you, Caitlin. God bless you for being here. Um, is This book is, is a huge catalyst for me. For me, shedding my skin of religiosity, of churchianity uh, for years, for my whole life, and just really stepping into a place of, you know, I want to know. I want to know. I want to know even if it's uncomfortable. I want to know even if it's not... Um, let me drop down a little bit. There we go. Uh, I want to know even if it's not um, comfortable and it, if, it, if it breaks my prior conceptions of what the biblical narrative is. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. So, um, Cub will be able to see your videos after November. Uh, not sure if it's true. I hear religious videos are banned on YouTube. Oh no, you'll you'll be able to see mine. Mine aren't religious at all. Um I do a lot of sci-fi. I do a lot of uh faith, spirituality, paranormal. Um Thomas, if you have a link for like where you see that, um then you're welcome to share it, but I'm quite sure that's probably false news. I'm actually a part of a Facebook community 
that's by Facebook that's for faith and spirituality influencers. I've taken trainings through that. They've invested a lot of effort in making sure that there's positive messages of love and unity going around, and I commend them for that. I'm very, very thankful for that. Uh, so I can't imagine that that would be any any uh, any weight to that. Now, that might have been a story that somebody like um, blew out of proportion. They might have, you know, new uh, standards for, you know, how you post stuff like that, but I am not a Christian channel. I'm not a religious channel. I am a, um, I'm a, a channel of the mind, of yoga, of uh, some weird stuff, the paranormal, the metaphysical. Uh, of course, I come from a Christian background, but that certainly does not mean that that's where my label lies. Um, and most of my videos uh, dip into that faith and spirituality. But um, but again, I don't think that they're inherently uh, of a religious tone. And, you know, you've got how many churches that are on those platforms live streaming anyway. That would be, um, there's no way they could do that is what I'm saying. Um, and people that respect these platforms and try to take care of them, the platforms will take care of the creator. And so I think probably, and I'm not trying to speak for any platform, but this is a good point. There's a lot of, what's up, Matthew? Welcome, my friend. There's a lot of people that get on here with conspiracy theories they get on here with uh, the whole war is waging against blah 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 and that's just not me guys like i don't think anybody's out to get me i don't think uh that these platforms are against me i think that if you play as a creator who values the platform who values the community that we're building and values bringing a good, entertaining, positive message that makes people think, then you're going to go far. And that's what um, that's what I've experienced so far. So speaking from experience, that's all I can I can do. Um, and with that said, I will look into that. But I, I highly doubt there's anything to that. Um, and if there is, then we will um, we will address it, and we will. Uh, make the shift to whatever we have to do. So, uh, you will continue to see my videos. I promise. So, um, let's see. Okay. Getting back into it. So we've seen the, the hoar frost. I had to address that because there's always something like that, guys. There's always somebody, some conspiracy going around that they're trying to ban anyone that says Jesus online or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it, you know, guys, the look at the people that have those things that have that happen it's people that are approaching it in anger and judgment in my way is right and yours is not and i'm not doing that i don't i don't pretend to know anything i don't pretend to know even what i'm talking about here other than i'm just going through the text sharing my experience taking comments and questions i'm entertaining i'm educating and I'm getting people to think, and I'm doing it in a very loving, very kind way. And I think more creators, this is a call to action for other creators. If you're in the spirituality or faith space, to stop with the judgment and with the one way or the highway to hell thing. And understand that Christ goes by many different names. Some people call it Christ, Christ consciousness, the good, light, love the frequency of love whatever you want to call the christ 
I don't have a problem with it. Okay. Because we all have him within us. We all have it within us, whatever you want to call it. It's the logos, the logos. I talk about the logos all the time. What's up from Casey? How are you doing? Thanks for being here. Oh, wow. Blessings to you, my friend. What's up, Robert? Thank you for being here. Love your style and open mind. Uh, Brandon, uh, Brennan says, thank you very much. Uh, Matthew says, gotta be you. Absolutely. So that's just my, like, that's my message to other creators that are doing what I'm doing is, yeah, you have to stand for something. I get it, but you can love people. The difference between me and other creators in my space, anyone that does a video on biblical, whatever is I really love you. I don't, I'm not trying to change you at all. I don't want you to change. I want you to open up and be who you are. I want you to love yourself, quit judging yourself because God is not. And that's exactly what I'm going to talk about tonight. This, this extraterrestrial God that I, I, I'm lucky I'm still here because I tried to justify for years and years of my life. I never even thought I, there was another way. I thought that somehow the God of the Old Testament was the father that Christ was speaking of. And I mean this in all love to any tradition, any faith, any walk. But Christ was very obviously, when you read it, and you just read it with no bias, like just, okay, what is his authentic message? Like who is this insane human that is walking the earth that is speaking to his father, speaking a message of love? He's martyred for it. People are looking for a Messiah. They're calling him the Messiah. He's telling them, you're worshiping Satan. He literally told them that. And when I come out and I say that the God of the Old Testament is Satan, people go, that's blasphemy. That's blasphemy. Yeah, because you've been programmed to believe it is. And if you want to keep believing it, I'm going to love you. I don't have a problem with it. The only problem with it is that it's going to negatively affect your life. That's all I can do. The message that I'm giving you is that the father that Christ speaks of says that in my father there is light and there is no darkness. Yet Yahweh says I dwell in darkness. I come forth out of darkness and I bring forth blessings from dark places. They knew who they were worshiping back then. And he was speaking directly. He said, You're, you do the works of your father who is Satan. But my father is in spirit and in truth. Always walk in love, Matthew. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. This is where people get like, wait, what is he talking about? But I promise you, if you track with me on this and open up your mind, you're going to start to alchemize what I'm talking about and go, hmm. Okay, maybe that challenges this. Maybe that challenges that. What does this require? Does this require you throw out the entire Bible? No. Does it require that you read it from an angle that is not the inspired, holy, and authentic, the only way word of God? Yeah, it does. Because it's a document that people created over thousands of years. And it's been, it's got fingerprints all over it, guys. James says, nicest people I've ever met. Thank you, James. Welcome. Appreciate you being here, my friend. Thank you guys for the love over on Facebook. God bless y'all. Um, 
And so we'll get into that. I'm going to finish Enoch here, and then I really want to talk about what do these ET gods look like? Because I'm not just talking about aliens. I'm not just talking about, you know, okay, what, everybody can point to the wheel inside the wheel, which we're going to read tonight, Ezekiel's wheel inside the wheel. But do you know about the sacrifice Moses made with the two orbs that floated between it, between the, the body parts of these animals? Terrifying. Do you understand that we still see today where these cattle are unalived and there's extraterrestrials involved? Do you understand that the God of the Old Testament required cattle to be unalived, mutilated, put on an altar? Do you get what I'm saying, guys? Like, this is deep, okay? This, this requires completely reprogramming your faith. And that's what I'm here to do. I don't want to change you. If you resonate with this, you're going to start to struggle with it. You're going to think about it. You're going to pray about it in the shower. You're going to go, wait a minute. You're going to go, you'll read your Bible. You'll read other mythologies. You'll start to like put two and two together. You realize that Christ is talking about a fractal mind of God and intelligence and all things rather than a being because Yahweh, the I am, uh, he said, I am who I am. But really, if you translate that, he says, I am the being. And Christ is speaking of a divine spirit and truth who is light and no darkness. He's not talking about a dualistic God. He's talking about an infinite, loving, creative father who is in and through all things and has already placed his living kingdom within you and within me. A lot of people like to quote the verse where Christ said, you know, you are gods. He's actually referring to a scripture in the Old Testament just saying, well, don't your scriptures say ye are gods? Truly, I tell you, you'll do greater things than even I have done. They were struggling deeply with his message and people struggle deeply with my message today because it is the most open, loving, unifying message that causes the most issues amongst family members, amongst friends. He said, I did not come to bring peace, but rather to set father against son, mother against daughter, sister against sister, brother against brother. And when you actually believe and actually follow what he's talking about, I'm not just talking about going, oh, you need Jesus. Oh, you need Jesus. And then your friend is like, oh, he's one of those Jesus freaks. No, I'm talking about when you really love people hard, like you really show up. And I'm a bad friend, like I'm I'm not a great friend. Like I don't I don't show up when I'm supposed to as a friend. I'm way too ADD. I'm always doing my own thing. But I'm telling you, if you're in my ecosystem, you're getting my energy, you're getting my love. I will help you when you need help. And I will love you and I will accept you and I am not going to try to change you or change your mind. I want you to discover your truth. The only time I shake people loose is when they're stuck in limiting beliefs. That's the only thing that I do because I want your openness. I want your consciousness to open. That's a fine line too, between evangelizing for open-mindedness and evangelizing for closed-minded, you know, religiosity. There's, there's a difference there, but it's not a big difference. Uh, thank you for starting me on this journey. Very eye-opening. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate you being here. Sam, thanks for joining. What's up, Melissa Lee? How are you doing, my friend? 
Melissa, uh, thank you. Melissa just joined our mythos. Thank you for being here. Um, if you guys, like I said, if you like what I'm doing, check out the mythos community. It's our private community. We do a lot more stuff like this in there. I drop private videos in there. You get to see a lot of the behind the scenes. It supports me daily on a daily basis. It's a monthly membership. It's only nine bucks a month. Super affordable. Makes a huge difference to me and what I'm doing. And you get a whole lot more of me in there. Like we have phone calls in there, live streams. I drop special material in there. We just dropped a whole series on Gospel of Mary Magdalene. I put the whole document in there for everybody to read um, as we go through the study together. So just a really cool, like, um, kind of like a Patreon type vibe, you know, you support me, you get access to the community. Uh, we also have a free Facebook group. If you're not sure about me or you want to come, come along for the ride a little bit longer before you support what I'm doing, then, uh, you can check out the free Facebook group. Everything's over on cubcooker.com. So, um, let's see. Uh, Kent, what is up, my friend? Uh, you are, you've entered an interesting room with that point of view. So welcome. Um, there, I have a big issue with the whole, you know, I have a Sefer right here and at Sefer and I, I love this. I got this for Christmas last year and this is all translated, uh, and retranslated into or from the Hebrew point of view, uh, which is really interesting. And I love that Christ can fulfill all of these prophecies. I love that he can fulfill that. But I also think he fulfilled a whole lot more. In fact, I think he was a universal um, guru, a universal yogi, a universal savior, if you will, offering us the way, the path to life, uh, the path within, the path that is narrow. Nobody wants to look within because everybody's afraid of their own BS. Um. And so with that said, and you have a good point, Kent, um, that's why I do not identify myself as a Christian anymore. I actually made that decision today. Really hard decision to make. Does that mean I don't love God? No, I absolutely love God. I love God more than I ever have. But my God is a universal God now. My God is source. My God is creator. My God is an intelligence that I can speak to just like I'm speaking with you. But it's also in and through all things. And when I look at someone... I look at someone on the side of the road who's suffering. I'm suffering, okay? I actually try to activate on this stuff rather than just trying to believe in a God so that I can go to heaven one day. I want the peace. I want the kingdom. I want the power within me. And I finally agreed with myself that I have not found that and I'm not going to somehow magically return that to how many millions or billions of Christians are in the world today. It's one of the largest religions, absolute largest religions in the world. Yet 99.9% .9 of them believe that only a few are going to heaven because there's not just not that many Christians. And, and I was in that type of group. And I'm not talking about every single one of them, by the way. You know, I don't, if, if you identify, that's fine. I don't have an issue with that. But for me, I'm telling you, I'm having to live my truth. I'm having to work out my faith. The Bible says to work out your own faith. And that's what I'm doing. I'm not buying what someone's told me my whole life. I'm not buying what's in a book because this is written by a man. Well, the Sefer definitely was written by a man, but so was 
the NLT and the NIV and the New King James Version and the King James Version and every other biblical canon that you will read. I love it. I love it, though. It's It has everything that we've been able to compile from specifically the Hebrew point of view. But then you look and, and there's some Gnosticism in it. There's also some Roman, some Catholic in it, uh, which it's been, you know, everything. And that's what uh, Kent just said. It's all it's all from the same root, guys. Like the the Christian church today, whether you're non-denominational, whether you're Methodist, Baptist, don't care. Evangelical. It's all from the same root. And I just started asking myself, what's the fruit? Because like, we'll know the tree by its fruit, right? And I wasn't seeing a lot of ripe fruit, a lot of good fruit on the branches that I'm seeing. And we've got a huge, huge homeless epidemic in my hometown here that seemingly no one is addressing. I don't know why. Um, I'm doing what I can do. I'm trying to do my part to address it. Um, but I'm telling you guys, there's dogma, there's doctrine, there's faith, and then there's spirituality. There's activating on these things. 99.9% uh, .9 of them just shrug their shoulders when they hear about the evil taking place in our world. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, uh, Kent, you don't have to tell me to wake up, man. Um, and, and that's a lot of exclamation marks for this group. We're, we're very mellow here. We go out and we do the work. We love people, but there's no, no need to get, uh, get upset about anything. You know, the, the action that comes from the heart. I'm a big yoga fan and I love bhakti yoga, the yogi of, uh, the yoga of love. Uh, and I was listening to a song tonight that we'll get a little sidetrack here by MC Yogi called, uh, Hunaman, Hunaman uh, is the god, the um, the monkey god in in Hinduism, and I'm like, I'm praying, I'm like, Lord, what does that mean? Like, what? Okay, which what god is this? Like, where? Because all of this is connected, by the way. Like, your Bible mythologies are connected to Hindu, connected to Egyptian, connected to Babylonian, Sumerian, Mesopotamian. There's a little bit of everything in it. It's basically a Rosetta Stone of you know, the melting pot of the entire cradle of civilization. So, uh, it's not one, you know, focused, um, uh, so Kent, you're probably in the wrong place. I love you, brother. But if you're, if, if that's your thinking, um, what we do here, we have psychics, we have mediums, we believe in magic. We believe in the kingdom within, we believe in the Christ consciousness. We believe in ascending, to that Christ consciousness. We believe in manifesting light from our life. Uh, we look at Druid teachings. We look at Hindu teachings. We look at Buddhist teachings. We look at the teachings of Christ almost daily, Gnosticism, to look for the truth and look for what bears fruit. So um, paganism is not bad. You know, paganism is one understanding of... Um, how the world works, how the world functions. And that label pagan has been put on anything that was not understood or wanted to be snubbed out by a religious institution, specifically thousands of years ago, 
when Rome was taking over and perpetuating their system. Um, so, and I understand where you're coming from, Kent, uh, Yahusha Hamashiach. So you're, you're definitely a Hebrew roots fellow. Uh, I understand that I was into the Hebrew roots for a very, very long time. And I'll tell you that those roots for me just did not tap into any, any life source, any of the water that I needed to bear fruit in my life. So, um, that's kind of where I approach it. So, um, first I know Christianity took from pagan religion. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I just did a whole series on the, the Bible is literally a Zodiac calendar. Like even Jesus is talking about when you see the man pouring out the water, okay, the Zodiac pouring out the water. So when you see that, okay, go into the house, you're the house, go into the house Meet me in the upper room and you will dine with me. The higher consciousness, the upper room, the third eye, uh, even the crown chakra. What does that all mean? Guys, it's all esoteric. It's all mystical. Be in the world and not of the world. Those with eyes to see and ears to hear. That eyes to see and ears to hear is what the mystery schools said for thousands of years. And you got Jesus saying the same thing. Jesus is talking about the Vedic texts, which were around thousands of years before Christ, all the Hindu Vedic texts. Um, it's, it's mind blowing. Like I really see that Christ was the culmination of all cultures, all faith traditions, all Zodiac signs into one perfected way of walking in truth and light and in love specifically so you can burn all the karma, all the bad karma in your life and ascend to Christ consciousness and be one in the Father as Christ was one in the Father. Indeed, absolutely, uh, Juan. What's up, Juan? How are you doing, my friend? I messaged you, Juan, by the way. I don't know if you got it. Uh, will you be talking about Aquarian Gospel of Jesus? Yes, I'm about to read that, Derek. Uh, so I definitely am going to talk about that. I am so excited to read that. I'm been just consuming a lot of books right now i'm almost done with sada guru's book on karma i'm about to do the aquarian gospel of jesus christ um but just from what i've seen already like christ is tied to virgo the virgin he is obviously the ram the sacrifice he is a pisces because he's the unity of the divine feminine and the divine masculine which is the logos that's the the mythology of the trinity that we believe today we call it father son spirit um, and it's a divinely masculine Trinity, but you lose all the esoteric meaning. The original esoteric meaning was from the mythologies of the divine mother, the divine father, their unity together, bear the logos, which is the divine expression, which is present in all things, animating all things. When you activate that with love, then you bear the Christ in your life through yourself and you're able to actually change this world and ascend this planet into a 5D consciousness. So uh, I'm excited to hear more of everything you've said in the videos I've watched that resonate with me and my experiences so much. Thank you very much, uh, Margarita. I appreciate that. Uh, Benji, welcome. Uh, one for all and all for one. Absolutely, Matthew. Uh, Bebe, what is up? Hello. Uh, thank you for my answering my question yesterday. Tiny Wolf says, you bet, you bet. Uh, anytime you guys have questions, uh, ask me, uh, like I said, I'm here. I just want to love you guys. 
not a lot of people are having this conversation as openly as we are here and i think it's really important and so getting into it we've got a lot of it's talking about uh we're in enoch by the way i'm on the complete book of enoch standard english version i have it on my website in my amazon shop if you want to go check it out uh chapter three book two so the spirit of the sea is masculine and strong according to the might of his strength he draws it back with a rain and in like manner it is driven forward and disperses amid all the mountains of the earth and the spirit of the hoarfrost is his own angel and the spirit of the hail is a good angel see where we're getting uh interesting things here now i want you guys to stop for a second and think about what an angel is what's an angel Okay, we, we have a lot of descriptions in the Bible. One, one of the things that we run into a lot is be not afraid. Hey, don't be afraid. Every time an angel comes, they have to say don't be afraid. If they looked like our archetypal image of an angel that we see all around towns and cities, that's not an angel that you're looking at, by the way. The man or the woman with wings or the baby with wings. A cherubim is something that's actually quite terrifying if you understand it. Um, the ophanim is essentially a flying saucer. And you go, wait a minute. No, no, no. These are all spiritual things. They are. But have you, have you heard about what a UFO is? They even now classify them. I'm watching a show on Netflix called UFOs Unclassified. Great show, by the way. Um, and they're talking about that they, they consider them physical and paranormal or metaphysical now because they see that they can bounce things like radar off of them. They can see that they're physical objects, yet they do not act within this physical realm. They can go 700 miles an hour, zero to 700 in less than a fraction of a second with no sound. They don't break a sound barrier. There's no shockwave from it. They've clocked some on radar as fast as 7,000 miles an hour, and I think even more than that. How do you go 7,000 miles an hour? you got to be an angel. What is an angel? An angel is a servant, a messenger of God. And you hear in Enoch... The sons of God, the angels fell. They came down on Mount Hermon. They saw the daughters of men. They created their own race, their own children. Oh, they were bad, right? I don't know. Some of the stuff we're getting into, I haven't fit it all together yet. We're just exploring it. I don't need an answer yet to explore. And neither do you, by the way. As soon as you judge, you are judged. So I don't want to judge. I want to, like, let's look at it and go, okay, what are these angels? Back when Enoch was written by several different people at different time periods and then compiled later, part of the reason it's not in the Bible, they didn't have a word for genetic manipulation. They would have just said that they took wives from the daughters of men. If you understand my take on the Garden of Eden and the serpent being good, the serpent 
bearing light, being a light bearer, bringing the knowledge to them. Yahweh said that Adam and Eve would die, yet they didn't. He just kicked them out. He cursed the land. He gave them pain. And then you have these watchers come down and they did something and created something with these humans. We're told they were an abomination, that they were giants, that they were whatever. Do we know? No, we don't know. Yeah, we've found some large skeletons, but not enough to not enough to go, oh yeah, these things ruled the earth. I mean, yeah, we've seen some mutated skeletons that are that are a lot larger than normal. But again, I try to look at the evidence and go, okay, well what did they okay, if the if the serpent was maybe good, did these watchers maybe upgrade humanity where they they could have eyes to see and ears to hear again? Had Yahweh taken this beautiful highly evolved highly intelligent being of light who is male and female like this perfect being that that was in unity with the father because we see that in genesis 1 and then in genesis 2 yahweh steps in and he makes out of that being he makes adam and then he puts adam under a deep sleep takes a rib from him creates woman out of man is what woman means out of man he traps him in the perfect prison he walks with him in the cool of the day where does that come from that comes directly out of the i believe it's the emerald tablets because these anunnaki gods were from a very cool planet or realm as it's called So Yahweh's walking in the cool of the day with them. And he says, you'll die if you eat of that tree. Yet they eat of it and they don't. And the serpent was right. You'll become like him, knowing good and evil. Because the father doesn't know evil. The father is all good. The father is light. And we were with the father. You guys get what I'm getting at? Like question everything. Do not take my word for it. Read it for yourself. If you say, I don't have time. I just want to watch a live stream and get the answer. You're in the wrong place. And anyone that tells you they're going to give you the answer in an hour, an hour and a half. We've done 115 of these videos this year so far. These long ones. And I've done another 1,500 short videos this year so far. I still haven't given you the answer. And I'm not going to. But I'm going to keep looking for it, and I'm going to share my data along the way. Enlightenment, absolutely, Juan. Absolutely. The Father knows all, absolutely. They mix creation, animal crossing over as well, absolutely. So, you know, why is it that we have so many genetic similarities to things like a pig, like swine? Why did Christ cast the demons into the swine? Well, because they knew how to take to that genome, like, easy. It was a go. Why not send them into birds and say, go fly away? No, he sent them into the pigs. Why? At some point, was there a, I don't know. We don't know. I know that from watching all the science shows that I do, because I, I study a lot. I'm not a scientist, but I try to approach this like a scientist and go, what's the evidence? Because I think the evidence is there, by the way. The evidence for God is there. The evidence for this stuff happening is there, but 
you know, it is something that you do need to look for. You need to try to understand, try to expand your consciousness around it. Trying to believe either the Bible or science does not work. Both of them can work together if you take the Bible as a mythology and an understanding of what people didn't understand. Happy to be here. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Aaron. I appreciate you, my friend. Uh, pigs were created to clean the earth, not to be eaten. Absolutely. I totally agree, Greg. Um, I'm not a big pork fan, personally. Um, I even eat kosher hot dogs. Christ was pretty much a vegan, by the way. He ate some fish, but beyond that, um, you know, he had lots of vegetables, lots of grains. He fasted a lot, did a lot of walking, lots of nature, lots of wilderness. Uh, it's why I compare him to like the perfect hippie a lot. People think that's blasphemous too, but people will think anything's blasphemous that they are not comfortable with. The spirit of the snow has forsaken his chambers on account of his strength. And there is a special spirit within, and that which ascends from it is like smoke, and its name is frost. So hoarfrost, if I, if I understand it correctly, is like the frost that builds up on stuff, like that you'll see on the driveway. Frost is more what's in the air, the mist, the icy mist, if you've seen that on a winter morning. Beautiful, beautiful. You get a ton of light codes in that stuff. It's beautiful. But do you see how mystical Enoch is here? Like, like, do you see where we're getting at? Like, he's taken up. One of the things that extraterrestrials are always tied to, guys, nobody on record has had an extraterrestrial experience that hasn't had some sort of spiritual transaction with them. Uh, even just seeing them in the sky is like something you never forget. And even if you do, some people experience like the amnesia because there's obviously some sort of like psychic ability or electromagnetic ability that they have to maybe cause people to forget or repress a memory. Um, but there's always a higher consciousness experience associated with it or what we might call a spiritual experience. Um, Oliver says, is Enoch the Archangel Metatron? I, I don't know. Um, I mean, sure, possibly. I, I don't understand the transmission of a human into an angel. I don't see that in really any scripture that we look at. Is it possible? Sure. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I don't even like the name Metatron because it sounds like a transformer to me. Uh, that's the whole theory is that when Enoch was taken up, he was actually transfigured into an angel, the angel Metatron. Um, it's possible, but we don't really see that in this text. Uh, that's definitely a popular thing going around. But with all the reading I've done, all the digging through Enoch, through Vedic texts, I've dug through um, a bunch of Sumerian texts. I haven't found any like support for that yet. Maybe I've missed it. I can't read everything at once. So, uh, Cain, seed of Satan, and his offspring, offspring is still here. Uh, Nene, what's up? How are you doing? I uh, hope you're having a beautiful night. Um, so with that said, ask yourself, who is Satan? Satan is the god of this world. Okay. Also, 
been working on some videos today. If you saw the one I had that has a mountain in the background with the stars over it, looks very much like the Paramount logo. The watchers above the mountain. Um, Satan took Jesus to the top of a tall mountain and said, see all the kingdoms of the earth. I'll give you all the kingdoms if you just bow down and worship me. Jesus told the Pharisees and the scribes, your God, you worship Satan because you do his works. My father is spirit and truth. Jesus didn't want anything to do with these physical extraterrestrial gods, be it Baal, Yahweh, any of these other pantheons that they had. We've taken them out because we've made monotheism the focus of our modern faith tradition around Jesus when it was anything but then. Well, you don't understand. Yahweh said that, you know, you should have no other gods before me. Yeah, because he was a jealous, angry, judgmental, unaliving, baby-killing God. Just telling you, go read the book for yourself. It's all there. Wanted to pop in and be supportive. Hope you have a peaceful, happy night. Thank you, Nene. I appreciate it. It's going well. It's going well. I wanted to do one a little bit later, catch some new people. This has been a good a good one tonight. But think about this, guys. Why is Satan taking Christ up to the tall mountain? Okay. Who else liked mountains? Yahweh. Where else do we see some of the most UFO activity in history, including a lot of other mythologies on mountains? The Aborigines, their, their maker god, Baimei, comes down in fire and smoke and delivered the religious law on Mount Yango, just like Mount Sinai, as Yahweh delivered the religious law. Yet there is a creator serpent, a rainbow serpent, in that Aboriginal mythology. And guess what, guys? We have a creator god in our mythology, too, who is a divine fractal mind who is in and through all things who loves 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 us we're still here he's he's as close to us as we are he's on the face of every man woman and child that you'll ever meet he's within all the animals why do you think christ didn't eat animals like everything's holy guys and we've been trapped in a matrix by a maker god or an extraterrestrial god that did something to us along the way. You know, there's that whole theory that Adam and Eve were like the perfect Neanderthal. And that when they ate of the knowledge that they evolved. See the serpent, the DNA, the genetic wrapping around the tree. Upgrade. See the watchers, they come and commingle theirs with humanities. They teach them things like astrology. They teach them things like the pharmacia. They teach them things like how to divine. They teach them how to protect themselves. Most people, and even a few months ago when I was teaching on this, I'm like, it's the art of war. They taught them the art of war. That was the big problem. I don't know. Maybe they just taught them to protect themselves. Again, we have one point of view. 
uh rod grow info so do you believe jesus was the son of god absolutely but rod i believe you are the son of god as well that's the difference between me that's why i I can't identify with an archetypal christian mentality because i believe that christ came to call us all sons and daughters of god and by the way the whole time referring to himself as the son of man which if you translate that and look at the greek it means human human that's why i was interesting earlier when i was listening to that song by mc yogi about the ape god hunaman if you look at that word human 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 he embodies the yoga of love the bhakti yogi to become the god to become perfection and unified with god he becomes a god unified with god what's that sound like the human the ape man unifying himself with love becomes a god unified with his father like, it's the same story, guys, over and over and over and over. And we've been told, here's the character, go worship this character. Rather than make your character like his character. Because there's no power in worshiping someone who's not physically here anymore. But there's power in becoming like him and believing him. We've, we've turned believing in him rather than believing his message, believing his mission and becoming that. We've turned it into, I have to believe in him just like I believe in my spouse or my best friend. I believe in them because I'm with them and I see them. Do you even believe in your spouse? Do you even believe in your best friend? No, you believe in yourself. No, 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 you don't understand. I'm trying. I'm trying to be better with selfishness. No, no, no. What you're looking for is in self. When you stop and help someone, it's that's you you're helping. The, the work that Christ talked about, feeding the hungry, healing the sick, giving to the poor, becomes a whole lot different when it's coming because you realize that that's you. Well, that's just a selfish way to think. No. It means you actually love yourself. You realize that you're a divine creature. You're a divine creation, and it's your responsibility to return the kingdom of God back to him, just like it was Christ's responsibility. And they may martyr you for it too. Be it your reputation. Maybe you lose your business like I did. Maybe you lose friends and family members that won't talk to you anymore like I have, or that talk about you behind your back like I have. And I'm not trying to make myself a martyr here. I'm just saying, like he said, pick up your cross. And it's not always, you know, we live in a civilized society, thank God. But it does require a sacrifice. Like that, the whole story of Christ is an esoteric dance happening within you. Did it happen for real in real life? Yeah, but what's real life? Isn't what's happening within you reality? Isn't what you believe on and what you have faith in real? Is it not manifest? And you guys are looking up videos on manifesting, but you don't even believe the kingdom of God is in you. And when I say you guys, I'm with you. I'm in the audience tonight.
I'm pointing at me and hitting my microphone. Sorry about that. Um, let's see. Thanks for being here, guys. We are important. Yes, absolutely. People, aliens are real. Absolutely. That's what I'm talking about. User double O, what's up, my friend? Yippers, that's right. Uh, what are my thoughts on Catholicism? Well, my wife is Catholic. My dad was raised Catholic. Uh, a lot of, if you look at my last name, Kukar, it's German Catholic. Um, lots and lots of Catholics in my family. So I'm very, very well versed in it. Uh, I grew up Methodist, actually, and, and I worked in a Methodist church for six and a half years. Um, I don't have a problem with any of it. What I have a problem with is people that can't question, that can't think, that can't go, well, wait a minute. And pastors that won't have the conversation. Pastors that are indoctrinated to the point of they just tell you, no, you're, you're being too imaginative. No, that's not what it meant. Well, look at this verse over here. Well, what if, just what if one of the Gospels was written by someone who didn't even walk with Christ? Would you believe me if I told you that? Because you can go to catholic.org right now and it'll tell you the Gospel of Luke was written by Luke. One of the, the church founders, the pioneers of our faith, and he never walked with Christ. Paul never walked with Christ. And half of our New Testament's made up of Pauline doctrine. Who was a Roman persecuting Christians, by the way? And the Gnostics had to go into hiding and hide their magic documents, their Gnostic documents. Why were there mystery schools for 2,000 years? There's still mystery schools, but why were they there? Everybody loves right now to point and go, it's all the Illuma whatever. I don't care. I don't know if there is one. I don't care if there is. I care about what are the mysteries. I want to know the mysteries. What have we lost? That's what I'm asking. Who were the watchers? Because angels are not what you've been told. Because if an angel that you'd been told about came to you, you would be excited. But apparently, every time they show up in the Bible, they have to calm someone down. And every time a human is abducted by an extraterrestrial that you hear about on the sci-fi channel or even the history channel, you hear about how they are panic-stricken. And these things are telepathically telling them, calm down, calm down, we're not going to hurt you. Let's see, uh, Rodrigo says, so staying serious, how are God and aliens compatible with each other? Do these aliens have the same God as us? Uh, said that it told him that we're all connected to source consciousness. Yeah, absolutely. Great question. Okay. Why can we not go 7,000 miles an hour without disintegrating? Because we do not have control of our spiritual consciousness. We can't control our physical forms the way these extraterrestrials or angels can. They can travel interdimensionally. They are supposed to serve the divine fractal, the order of the cosmos, K-O-S-M-O-S, -O -S, cosmos. If you look at the Greek word, all of this, look at, go study Greek and you will understand like a thousand times more of what I talk about on this channel. Just go look up, go to a Strong's Concordance, go look through your Bible, look up the word logos, look up the word cosmos, 
look up the word Christo, uh, look at like all of these things, even look up the word angel. You know, angel is actually too an arc of sunlight, an arc, like you hear about the archangels, the archangels, they are the messenger or the guardians of an arc of light, okay? And so all of this is tied esoterically to creation. Why are we told not to mess with magic, uh, not to mess with divination, not to mess with uh, like the whole psychics or whatever? We got a ton of psychics in here, by the way. And uh, I'm a Pisces, so I get I get the energy and I have those tendencies myself. Like I know things about people that they don't know I know. Um, I can tell where someone's coming from or at least if it's coming from an insecurity, a confidence, like what part of their personality I can meet them two seconds. Like I'm very intuitive that way. It's why I'm a light worker. I want to see people wake up in their gifts. I want to see them make the world a better place. Um, but we're told not to mess with that stuff by who? By Yahweh. What was Yahweh doing the entire time in the Old Testament? Acting like a five-year-old baby God throwing temper tantrums, controlling people. He killed Moses, hid the body. And then later on, you hear that Michael is arguing with Satan over where he hid the body. So who hid the body? Guys, I literally have like a ton of verses and I'm working on a, a, a research document that you guys, will, I promise I'll have it done by Christmas. You guys will be able to download my research. So as I talk about this, you can dive into it for yourself. Go have that conversation with mom and dad. Lots of fun, let me tell you. Um, and I'm going live tomorrow night. It's going to be at 4.30, I think, Central Standard Time. It'll be 5.30. Eastern Time, uh, Joshua Cravalis from uh, Sons of God Ministries is going to be going live with me. We're doing a collaborative series on magic leading up to Christmas. If you guys want to learn more about the esoteric mag magic and the magi in the Bible, we can talk about that. And Melchizedek and the Essenes. Why were they called Essenes? Isu is Christ, okay? That was Christ. We want to call him Jesus. We want to call him Yeshua, whatever. If you really look up who he was, he was the representation of Isu, okay? Um, the Essenes, the Isuins, Essenes, okay? Like all of this, if you understand etymology, which is a study of words, you start to get all this stuff. Any any time in the Bible someone's called El, Daniel, Daniel, um, you've got... Um, El Elyon is the most high God who's very, very minimal within the Bible, but he is the God of gods. He also had a consort in the Babylonian mythologies that, or a wife named Asherah. There is a certain God in the old Testament that hated Asher poles said you should not find them anywhere in the camps. That was Yahweh. Well, if El Elyon is the most high God and Asherah is the divine mother or possibly what we would consider the Holy Spirit or the spirit of wisdom present within the moon, the energy from the moon, the wind or the Ruach, as we call it. 
it's an elemental spirit from Asherah. I don't know this. I'm not telling you this is true. I'm just saying I, these are the connections that I've made, studying the mythologies, understanding what are we really dealing with besides what Mr. Mann says at the pulpit. Uh, are there demons in the rivers of the Euphrates literal or just disease and stuff like that? Um, you know, I don't know. Um, I would say that it's more of probably more like a spirit that's, that will be released. And then there will be people will hit a certain frequency on the earth. Like it's probably going to change the electromagnetic spiritual guardianship of the earth. You know, you got to understand too, all of this. When I say it's spiritual, it's energy, okay? I'm talking metaphysical, metaphysics. Like all of these things are interacting with metaphysics. And so these intelligent beings that are spirits, that are demons, uh, most people want to believe that angels are spirits. That's not necessarily true. Now they can speak telepathically. They can manifest themselves physically, but they can also transmute themselves through dimensions seamlessly with no sound using spiritual technology they've been called the shiny ones in the old testament and in other mythologies um we don't know but i am i am here to tell you that uh everything we're looking for all of these secrets is all within frequencies within energies what did nikola tesla say like you know he even made a phone that had a crystal in it and he, before they're broadcasting radio waves and stuff, he's picking up voices and hearing voices on the other end. And another scientist of his time said, you know, spoke out and said he was speaking with demons. Well, who's to know he was speaking with demons? There, there could be these ships parked all above us that are hidden just behind the veil. And that he was just tapping into that frequency. Crystals have memory, okay? I've got a salt lamp back here. You turn it on and you can feel the room vibe mellow out like it has a memory. And all I'm doing in, in this room is encoding the memory of these good conversations into that crystal. Uh, now, what happens if you have a crystal that has dark encodings on it? Well, it's just like a computer. If you have the computer connected to the dark web, you're going to find the dark web. If you have it connected to the regular Internet and you're connecting with friends and family, you're going to be connected to a good side of that internet that interweb of the metaphysical realm which is in water it's in crystals it's in vibrations and frequencies and electromagnetic and it's all the same stuff like the more you study it it's like it's crazy like light waves go into like the gamma rays into the x-rays into the radio waves like i didn't even know that radio waves were like a light spectrum i didn't it's so weird and I'm so I'm so new to learning all of that. I mean, I learned it in school, but now I'm like, wow. And so you think about all this like telepathic communication with extraterrestrials to humans and it's it's just not there's humans that can literally do this. I mean, we've done studies for years like go and watch Stranger Things. That's based on real studies and experiments that we've done. What's up Annie? How are you doing? Um do you think we have powers that we just don't use? Um <laughs> that the GVT doesn't want us to know about. Here's the deal, guys. When people really realize the power within them, there ain't nobody going to stop them, okay? Like, it's, there's no conspiracy here that, like, oh, the government or the, the church is trying to keep it hush-hush. The reason that you don't know your power 
is because your own mind won't let you go there because you've bought the programming, okay? The programming ceases to work when we start to reprogram ourselves and we start listening to source. We start listening to the spirit guides that are around us that want humanity to ascend that say it's that point in the timeline. You're entering a new age of enlightenment. We've had the information age. Look at all the light workers out there right now. I'm one of them. We've got a lot of them on this channel that watch every day. Um, we're waking up. The world is changing. Um, that's all I can say. I mean, what, what are we going to do? We're just going to keep loving people. You keep loving people, and it's hard for that darkness to take over because that love just just floods it. It floods it out. That light the darkness runs from it, and, and we're, not, we're, we're not even focused on manifesting light. You go, oh, really? You're supposed to manifest light? Yeah. Look at the Eastern tra traditions of meditation, of yoga. You're supposed to emit photons from you. Yes. You're supposed to actually raise the frequency, vibration, and the light codes on the earth from you. Okay? The sun is charging you so that you have the energy to take the food that you take in, but the consciousness can raise and then you can begin to push light back out into the world. Jesus said, when I am in the world, there is light in the world. Let's be that light in the world. He said, you're a city set on a hill, a lamp. You don't put that lamp under a bucket. No, you put it on a lamp stand so that it gives light to all. So stop limiting ourselves with beliefs from a God that dwelled in darkness because your, your savior, your guru, your yogi Christ and mine did not try to buy us back from an angry God because we were some rebellious teenager. No, we're the prodigal son. We came home. He loves us. He threw a party no matter what. There was no judgment no, you don't understand. We were in judgment before. Yeah, because we agreed to it. Because we signed on that law. We signed that document. Stop signing it. Christ ripped it up. He fulfilled it. It's it's null and void now. He said, not one iota, not one pen stroke will pass away from the law until I have done what I came to do. And it's finished, by the way, in case you didn't read the book. Yes, absolutely, Oliver. Uh, yoga meditation are some ways to open your chakras. Yes. Uh, the yoga that I do is just my own made-up BS yoga. Um, sitting straight, breathing, stretching, uh, meditating on God's consciousness rather than my own, and just trying to align myself with that. Um, clearing out negative thoughts. Just activating my system my lymph system my blood flow feeling the energy in my body realizing that i'm not just a physical being i'm an energy being we're all energy beings just existing yeah absolutely man like i had this morning just sat on the porch like i try not to just do yoga now i just try to be in yoga all the time yoga means yoke you're yoking yourself to something. And so there's the yoga, uh, there's bhakti yoga, the yoga, yoga of love. And that's really more where mine is. When I try to stay in my heart, that's the best place for me. I've been hurt in my heart a lot, by the way. 
lot, a lot of like trauma that I don't talk about on here that I've never talked about on here. But when I get in my heart and live from that place, that's like my power zone. Love my third eye, love the higher consciousness, but like my power comes from me existing in the heart space. Now, it's going to be different for different people because depending on what your sign is, what lessons you need to learn, what God's purpose is for your life, you're going to have different uh, different strengths, different powers, different spiritual gifts as they're called. Mind's in the heart. It's intuition. As it moves into the head, I lean into the psychic abilities a bit. Not that I've ever been like, <gasps> you know, can't pick a lot of numbers or anything like that but I definitely know how to connect with people and make them feel seen and love them also know how to make people feel like I'm way too ADD for them and I'm annoying or I don't call them back or I don't whatever because I'm always on to something else but if you get in front of me I promise you'll feel seen you'll feel loved because you are because I see right through you because you're me and that's the beauty of the Pisces like it's that circle that water circle and I can feel and align with all the signs Jesus was a Pisces it is said I didn't uh I wasn't there when he was born but hey maybe I was you never know and yeah I believe in reincarnation for sure uh heaven is here now heaven is a state not a place Everyone's looking for a physical kingdom to come. Any kingdom like that is going to be an extraterrestrial kingdom, I believe. Uh, it doesn't mean it won't be awesome. Uh, but And I think that we will get like upgraded bodies at a certain point. But I think that like heaven is here now. That's a very Eastern belief that I have. Um, but I think that that's just a state that we're already within, personally. So um, I can't imagine the way some people live and at the end of their life then try to have like a prayer of salvation and hope everything's okay. Like if you've lived in a state of Hades, what is that? That's that lowest chakra, like the carnal nature. It's the anger. It's the selfishness. I'm not talking about self isness, but selfishness. I like selfishness. Selfishness is my own made up word. Where you can focus on self, love yourself, and begin to manifest love for others because you realize that you are all. Selfishness is where you put yourself on a pedestal above all else and before others. Lisa Marie, absolutely. Um, so that's really where I approach it from. Um, I think that reincarnation is something happens until we it's something that happens until we ascend and we get to actually go into a different vibrational reality like for real, like I think we can go ahead and step into one here while we're here in the flesh. But I think that after we pass on, then we can possibly be in that, that extra dimensional reality where we can see more of the extraterrestrial beings or maybe, heck, I don't know. That could be the kind of body we get. I don't know. I don't really want one of those bulbous heads and gray scaly skin, but you know, I don't know. Maybe, uh, we don't know. So till you get it right. Absolutely. Annie. Uh, like we get grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. We go from glory to glory, right? Like all these things, they make sense when you actually believe them. 
try to turn them into some, God's just going to bless us over and over and over. Glory to glory. What does that mean? Glory to glory is like, boom, you're born. Boom, you're born. Boom, you're born. He said you got to be reborn of water and spirit. You get baptized here. Yeah, sure. Well, is your spirit reborn? Is your spirit ready to move on from this reality? Or is it going to get recycled back in? Probably why we forget everything coming into the world as afresh as a baby. Absolutely. You must become like a little child to enter the kingdom of heaven. The Gnostic Gospel of Thomas says, Yeshua said in it, that a wise man does not hesitate to ask a seven-day-old child where the place of life is, for he knows it well. When you're a kid, nobody has to tell you who God is because you're a part of him. Nobody has to tell you that the universe is created from self because you know it. Does that mean that my past selves have never gotten it right? Yeah, possibly. I don't know. That's, you know, maybe you have gotten it right. Maybe you were here and you had a mission and you accomplished the mission. Maybe you were a great leader in medieval times. And now you're here to lead again because you learned major lessons then and you're ready to enlighten humanity again. You don't know. We don't know. All I can do is live like all of those possibilities are real. And you can tell if you're living well based on where your vibration is. Did you experience fruit of the kingdom today? Did you experience love? Did you experience peace? Did you experience unity? Did you experience new people, new experiences? Did you experience authentic love? The type of love that lights you up every day. Guys, this is not fantasy. Like, you can have it. That's why I love the extraterrestrial thing. Like, these beings are so highly evolved and advanced. Like, we don't know anything about them. But I think they manifest themselves to people who are ready to see them. Or who need to see him. Exactly. Great, Lisa Marie. Very, very uh, wise there. Just a thought. Maybe some souls wanted to come back. Exactly, Lisa. I think that that's another possibility. Is like some people can just get to move on. They go to another realm. Go to a heaven of sorts. You know, I don't believe in the whole heaven pearly gates thing. That's totally a mythological thing made up. Uh, but I do believe in like nirvana, like a state of like a higher consciousness. Um, if you've ever like studied the DMT realms or anything like that, you know, everybody, these NDE near death experiences, they all have the same place. They all have the same experience, conscious consciousness and awareness move into a state of bliss and unity where you know that you're not separate from anything. And even Jesus himself said, don't fear those who can destroy your body, but those who could destroy the soul. We know in physics that energy can never, not be created or destroyed. But do we? It is God. So where could the energy go? What's the worst thing? To be reincarnated or to have your energy destroyed? thrown into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing in teeth. Am I worried about that? No. 
Have I worried about it? Yes. Do I show up every day with this message? Does it bother me on some days when I have friends and family ask me if I've been possessed by a demon or if I'm some sort of antichrist? And I get comments like that too. Somebody commented that I'm mixing the occult with the Bible and that the God that God has destroyed nations for that. And I said, yeah, but what God? That's, that's the underlying question. Like I look at the fruit of what Christ did, who he was and who he said he was, not who Paul said he was, not who John said he was, not who the church says he was. Who did he say he was? I believe his words stand. I believe they are authentic. They're still there, the red letters. I believe we can read them in the Gnostic Gospels too, and it gives you a whole different light on it. I appreciate your honesty in sharing this journey with us. Rodriguez talking about repenting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's important, but not from the not from the churchianity stance that we're told like repenting is is really becoming new turning around like it's i don't know how to describe it because i've repented before and then gone back into the same sin patterns but then i've repented agreed to give up everything stepped into a whole new life and a whole new self and don't even have appetite for the old whatever uh, the time here is what the I have no idea. It is eight eighteen. Ooh, nice. Eight one eight. Um eight eighteen. So love you guys. Yes, love yourself. Start there. Don't forget that Jesus said, even in the canonized Bible we have, the kingdom of God is within you. Don't forget that. I love you guys. Have a beautiful night. Sorry we got off topic here with Enoch. I didn't even get into the Ezekiel stuff. We'll keep talking about this. But this this all has to be talked around because you cannot talk about extraterrestrials without going to the metaphysical. You cannot go to metaphysical without talking about the fractal mind of God. You cannot go to the fractal mind of God without talking about infinity. You can't talk about infinity without talking about the kingdom within you. Like this all is a part of the same narrative. It's all together. Extraterrestrials is one of the best ways to understand that this species has been uh, peaked in without love. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you, uh, Rod. Thank you, Annie. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Who else do we have in here? Uh, Pang, thank you for being here. Um, da, 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 da. Who else? Eric, thank you for being here. Devin, thank you for being here. I love you all. Have a beautiful, wonderful night. I'm going to see you guys tomorrow. Don't forget, it'll be 4.30 here, Central Standard Time tomorrow. I'm going live with Joshua from Sons of God Ministries. Do not miss that. It's going to be awesome. We get into some deep stuff. You all will love it. So please try to be try to be on the live for that if you can. Uh, you know, clock out early if you need to. Come check it out. Love you guys. Y'all have a beautiful night. Thank you for your support. If you're not a part of the Mythos group and you've stayed for the whole live stream, you probably get what I'm talking about. You may want to support what I'm doing so I can continue to do this full time. Keep bringing messages like this. Keep bringing content. It's over at cubcooker.com. All of my resources are over there. 
There's free resources like the Facebook group, links to the podcast, links to all my socials. Love you too, buddy. Thank you very much, Drew. Um, but also you can join the Mythos supporter community. What does it mean to be a supporter? You just say, hey, I align with your message. We don't have to agree on everything, but I want you to keep doing the work you're doing, Cub. And I want to be a part of your private group. I'd love to have some calls with you within the private group. We do those regularly. I also drop behind the scenes content over there. If you've ever done like a Patreon supporter type thing, it's very similar to that. It's just through my own website. And then as soon as you sign up for that, it's only nine bucks a month. You'll get a link to the Facebook group, which also has a link in the Facebook group to the private video library that I'm uploading. Then I drop messages in there every day. So I love you guys. Go join it if you want to support what I'm doing. Thank you. We have somebody, uh, we had three people join on the live stream the other day. That tickles me pink, guys. I love that. Like when we get that kind of support on here, that just gives me so much fuel for what I'm doing and allows us to just keep growing this until I can maybe hire some help to push out even more content and just keep growing this thing. So love you guys. Y'all have a beautiful night. Peace.